Bacon. Don't skip through this ad. Bacon. We all love it. I know you do. Don't lie to yourself. You know you love it. United Harvest is looking for the best bacon in the world. Legitimately. They're on a mission to find the best bacon in the entire world that they can get to their customers. If you think you know of the best bacon, or if you raise pigs that, and you think your cured bacon is the best, shoot me an email. Brown at baramedia.com United Harvest is legitimately looking for a bacon outlet. Somebody that they can distribute for the highest quality bacon. UnitedHarvest.com I don't even know how to remotely start a podcast. I don't know how to start a conversation. (laughs) If I could be any celebrity, I'd be Will Winner. Please, for the love of God, if you're listening to this and you still tuck your jeans in your boots, reach down. Pull those bad boys out, all right? We're done with that. We're done with that. I am 97 pounds of... Twisted steel and sex appeal. Next! I should have brought my recorder. I could have played hot cross buns. Is that illegal? <laughs> when our two moms listen to this podcast, they're going to be like... Yeah, our two moms. They're going to be super proud of us. Welcome <laughs> to the Keeper Pin. Hello, everyone. We are sorry we took the week off. It was crazy. We all live crazy, hectic lives. Whatever word you want to use to describe. Busy. We are busy, busy, busy. But... We're back at our boss babe season and we have a highly suggested guest and someone we definitely had on our radar for a while. While We were joking before we started recording that we always refer to people who get married that we kind of grow up with by their their maiden name. So I'm going to include both names this time, but um, welcome Katie Lewis Dowson. I th- yeah, I got it all out there, but uh, we we knew her and grew up with her as Katie Lewis and showed pigs, and now she is married with a beautiful daughter, but I'll let her tell her story. So Katie, if you kind of just want to introduce yourself, give us a little history on your background, uh, what you're doing now, and then we'll get started. Okay, well, thanks for having me, girls. Whenever Maddie messaged me, I was just like, what the heck? Seriously, you want me to share my thing? So here, here I am, and I appreciate it, and I love um, uplifting other women and talking with other women. So this is just right up my alley. So super excited to be a part of this, but yes, you guys knew me as Katie Lewis and that will always, always be a name, my name too. So, but now I am Katie Dowson. I am married. I got married back in 2019. So just a couple of years ago and to an awesome row crop farmer, his name is Adam. And I am very lucky to have him in my life. And this past November, we had a little baby girl and she pretty much takes up my whole world now on top of running a business. I'm pretty much either momming or running the business. So I stay pretty busy these days. Um, And like you had mentioned, yeah, that business is Seed Life and started that back in 2018. But we'll get into that, I'm sure, a little bit later on. But That's a little bit about me. Okay, Katie, if you wouldn't mind, would you tell a little bit about your college experience that you had and how you sort of navigated into the career path that you have now or the first one that you have, whatever that might be? Yeah, so I went to Lincoln Land Community College for my first two years. I went to high school around Springfield and just didn't really 
wasn't quite ready to leave the area. And then I was introduced to the livestock judging team after talking to Craig Beckmeyer and kind of just decided that would be a good fit for me. So I went to Lincoln land for two years and my degree was ag science. I actually always really wanted to be a veterinarian and I worked at a vet, um, that company in Petersburg, Illinois, and really loved it. Um, but after kind of seeing their hours and um, seeing the way some of their schedules were, I just like was like, you know, I want to be a mom one day. And I think like that's my biggest goal. My biggest goal in life was always to be a mom. And so I just kind of realized that that maybe wasn't the best fit for me. And so after I left Lincoln land, um, and I really loved livestock judging. So I kept going on with livestock judging at Western and, um, continued with my ag science degree. Cause I really loved science stuff and I didn't really like business either, but I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. Um, so I kind of went to Western knowing, okay, I don't think I want to be a vet and I really like ag science world, but, um, not hundred percent sure where I wanted to go. So I, um, got a degree in ag science and an extra minor in agronomy. And funny thing is I really hated the agronomy classes at Western. They were, um, probably my, some of my least favorite classes, um, which was so, which is so crazy because that's all I do now. Um, but it's just kind of funny sometimes how in college classes, the ones you don't like sometimes can end up being something that you're very interested in. But um, yeah, so I guess that's the quick sped up version of my college career. But I had my dad sold seed my whole entire life. And so I throughout college, to kind of help pay some bills, I sold seed on the side, not a lot, but just a little bit, um, kind of with and through my dad. And I didn't love that either. I loved working with the farmers. And when my dad would go sell seed, I loved setting in with him and working with his growers. But I never really liked the pressure of a sales position or making someone like going to their farm and making them feel like, hey, whatever you plant, it's terrible. You should buy what I sell. I just always really struggled with that for some reason. But I was like, but I really like working with his customers. So um, that's how I kind of decided to go ahead and get that extra minor in agronomy because I knew that I really was interested in the seed world. But I just didn't know where I would fit into it, I guess, one day. So, Katie, obviously you and I grew up in the same neck of the woods, the good old 217. And uh, a lot of, you know, the towns that you're talking about and where schools are all out, are, are they're very local and where you worked. And Western's not far off from that. And I know we've kind of touched on it before, but um, we've had kind of people who like to go far and listen and go, or that listen, excuse me, that like to go far and uh, get away. And then some homebodies. I know that's kind of how Maddie and I are exactly. What was your decision with staying close? And do you ever look back and wish you would have gone somewhere different? Kind of talk about that, um, your mindset on that. Yes. Well, I am an extreme homebody um, and maybe like a, maybe we could call it a family body. I could travel the world as long as I was with my family. So um, yes, home is where your family is. And so it makes you a homebody in a hurry. Um, And that was totally me. So that was kind of my reasoning for wanting to go to Lincoln land for a couple of years and just kind of 
test the waters. And then I went to Macomb and, um, it ended up being a few hours from my family. So I got a little bit of space, um, but where I could feel like I was my own person and kind of get in the college experience, but yet I was close enough if I needed to run home really quick for even the day I could, usually it was a weekend if I was going to do that. But for me, I personally have no regrets because that is me and that's what I wanted. And that was a lot of the reason I went to Western was just because Western was also a smaller school that kind of give you the tight net feel and you weren't just a number there. And so I really liked the feel of Western just because I felt like, you know, we were one big happy family and you got away, like I said, got the college experience, but yet you were close to all these other people. And when you went to classes, you know, your teachers knew you by name. And I just really liked that vibe. It just really was good for me. And I don't really think I would have fit in well at a school far away from my fam. I couldn't agree more with that. And I was smiling as you were describing every bit of that. Cause you're totally right. I don't think it matters if my family were to move to California or New York or wherever it might be, as long as I'm with them, I'm happy. Um, so I can totally relate to that. And just the situation with Western, I stayed really close to home both times and, um, really enjoyed it, but I guess I always have to ask, and Jenna's going to be so mad that I'm throwing off the whole career mojo, but can you tell the story of how you and Adam met? I know that there are some listeners that really like these stories. Um, and then you can throw in a little Claire here too, if you'd like, cause we'll come back to her later. But if she listens, if she listens to this, when she's like 15, I want her to know that we, we are really thinking of her. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, I was really, you would have really thought she was cute today when she was throwing a lot her major fits, but she, she is the best, but yeah. So me and Adam have a very unique love story. Um, just like every love story, I love them all. I'm like you. When I listen to your episodes, I look forward to the ones that you ask people. So don't apologize. I think it's awesome. Um, to talk about love, like you say, but, um, yeah. So actually the reason I met Adam was, because of selling seed. So he um, has a family farm and my dad sells seed. So my dad kind of was seeing that I had a little bit of interest in the seed business. And he, in the summer times or in the late spring, you put in a lot of plots as a seed salesman. So like you take your seed and you put it in different areas and kind of do test plots. And so dad was wanting to kind of step away from that and was wanting me to kind of take charge of it, which I was not a big fan of doing. I hated going to do these plot things. I was the only girl. They would never let me put bags in the planner. They always like treated me like I was a wuss. So they always annoyed me. So I never liked going to them. But my dad said, Hey, there's this plot up in central Illinois. It's like two and a half hours north here. You should really go help me out with this one. It's a, it's a good farm and you'd meet a lot of seed salesmen because they put in a pretty good size plot and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, whatever. I have way better things to be doing with my day, but sure. I'll go put this plot in. And so I went up, up here in this area where I live now, and I helped put this plot in, brought my dad's seed and it was an all day affair. Um, 
And if you follow me on social media, you know that I really like to take pictures. Some people say it's too much. That's fine. I like being a little extra. Um, but they have um, this another part of this farm. So we were putting in the plot, but they were also planting, you know, it was planting season and they were talking about this 48 row planner. And I was like, 48 row planner, like uh, my farm is from down South. And, you know, you have like 16, maybe 20 four row planners. Like you don't have super big planners. And I was like, 48 row planner. That sounds cool. I want to go take pictures of it. How cool would that be to kind of share on my Instagram page or Facebook and just kind of, you know, remote ad. And so I was like, I want to go get a picture of this thing. And so long story short, they gave me directions. And I think a lot of them also knew that Adam was running it. And they also knew Adam was single. They knew I was single. So I think behind the scenes, they also were kind of promoting me going and taking pictures of this planner. So I went and took pictures of this um, pretty cool quad track and planner setup. And um, Adam just so happened to be the one running it that day on the farm. So, um, he got out and asked me if I wanted to go for a ride. And so I got up in the big green tractor, you know, it's kind of like Jason Aldean's song, but that's really how it happened. I got up in and went for a ride and I guess the rest is history, right? I love that. That's awesome. That's, that's such a, like, that's everything, you know, that you would want. Like that's such a, that's like the farm story of, you know, Cinderella or something. I don't know if that's really the right princess that I picked, but um, question that I have, because I know that now you're located um, around where, you know, obviously where Adam's family lives, where Adam's farm's at, but I know you still have a lot of roots back in your, where your farm, where you guys farm. And was that a hard transition kind of going from your, your farm and what you've known and your family's operation to merging that with now your husband and their new family kind of, I know that there's some people on here that are listening that could be in that situation. Um, what's your advice or, or what did you go through or learn from that? So, yeah, it, it has been a really, it's been a good, but hard transition. So there's many reasons that make it good. And there's many reasons that make it hard. So obviously I love Adam. And so I would move anywhere with him if that's what he wanted to do. Um, but it was hard. So as far as just like, it was hard for me moving away from my family because I'm about two and a half hours away from my family now, which isn't much. I know a lot, a lot of people are way farther than that, but, um, it's far enough for me. And so it was just harder for me to move to an area where I didn't really, I mean, it's still, it's close to where I went to college and high school, but all my friends are gone now. So it's, you know, it's hard moving to an area where you don't know a lot of people, but, um, I've slowly met some. And so that situation has gotten better, but it was a hard transition for me just because like, yeah, I did grow up on a family farm. And so when you grow with your family and like you age and life, um, like I always had a place on my farm and I was just a part of it. And so like when you marry into a family that's farmed forever and, you know, has their routine and everything, it was hard for me to figure out like where exactly I fit it in, fit in on the farm. And so, um, I will say like Adam's family is a very traditional family, which there's nothing wrong with that. So is my family, but sometimes I'm more of a woman that I want to get involved. Like I want to be helping plant and I want to help 
do this and I want to help do that. And sure, I love bringing meals to the field and helping him pack his lunch too, but I'm not always like a stay at stay at home type of person. I like, I like want to get out there and be a part of the action. So it was hard for me to join in in their farm and kind of figure out where I fit because, you know, obviously they've existed forever without me and there was never really a role for me. So it's like, it's been a challenge to kind of like figure out exactly what my role is, but like the longer we've been together, the longer I kind of figure out, okay, this is where I can help. And this is where I need to just kind of stay away. So that, w- that was a hard transition for me just because, you know, on your own family, you just kind of get in and do it and you don't really care what anyone says because it's, you know, your farm. So it's a little bit different when you get married and you're trying to figure out exactly where you fit. But um, the longer we've been together, the easier it gets. So I hope that answers your question. Absolutely. I don't know from Jenna's perspective if it did, but it sure did from mine. I Everything that you said was so relatable and I think that anybody can appreciate just trying to find your role, whether that's marrying into a family or dating someone or whatever it is, just trying to navigate that I think can be really tough for people. Do you like meat? Do you like to grill? Do you like burning stuff over hot open flame? Are you wondering, Cannon, why are you talking like this? It's because I'm in an ad for United Harvest, okay? And this is my ad voice. This is what I'm trying to get you to do. I'm trying to get you to go to unitedharvest.com. Go buy some meat. Type in the promo code FRIENDS15 for 15% off your first order. Do you like meat? Unitedharvest.com. Okay, so that kind of brings us talking about farming. Let's talk about seed life. What, what, what are you doing there? What is it? Give uh, all of our listeners the lowdown on this awesome business that you've started and what you're doing for agriculture. Okay, I can, I can, I can go. I can, I can talk about this probably too much. So cut me off if you need to. Um, so like I had said earlier, I sold seed through college and I kind of discovered, eh, I don't really know if that's my thing either. And so I really struggled like right out of college. Like I sold seed a little bit and I even got a really good job for a, um, company called Farmer's Edge. It was like a precision ag company and I made really, really good money or I thought it was good money, you know, had a company truck, credit card, you name it. It was, it was a great right out of college job. And I worked that for about eight months and I was like, wow, I really hate this too. Like, am I a failure? Like, why can I not find what I want to do? Why do I feel like I'm constantly missing something? Why do I feel like I'm just not ever happy in my career life. Um, So I just really struggled. So I quit that job after eight months and I just went to work for my dad on the farm because I was just like, wow, I need a breather. I need to figure out like what I want to do. So yeah, I like helped my dad sell seed a little bit. And then I just mainly worked on the farm and we have a few head of cattle down there too. So like that was just kind of my role. And it just let me set back for like a year and kind of say, okay, what do you want to do? And so me and my dad were just kind of daydreaming, talking one day. And he was like, well, you love social media and marketing and you love working with all my customers, but maybe not having the pressure of like constantly selling them something. And so we started like throwing ideas out there. And he was like, well, how about you do this? You treat their seed. Uh, How about you do this? And so we thought of a few different ideas and he's like, why don't you just kind of start your own thing? I sold makeup for a while on Facebook. Um, 
that was also kind of in my period of, I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do with my life. And honestly, I had a lot of fun doing that. It was more because I think it was a challenge to me. And, um, I honestly somehow did extremely well with it. Um, and I think it was just because I was, like I said, it was a challenge. It was something different and it was just something fun. Cause I always do farmy stuff. So I was like, this is kind of my girly side. But anyways, because of that, my dad's like, clearly you can do some, you have some entrepreneur skills and you can build a business. So why don't you start something? And so that's kind of how we got to seed life. And so seed life is basically a seed treating slash anything basically you need for seed, corn and soybeans, wheat. We do those three, those three crops, mainly soybeans and corn. Um, and so the main thing that we do at seed life is I treat seed. And so for those of you non, um, agronomy kids, it's basically corn or mainly soybeans will come in naked, which just means they're the brown color that you see when they're harvested from the fields. And then I put a coating on them that protects them while once they're planted, there's a coating. I put the coating on them that kind of protects them from soil and waterborne diseases that they may kind of come up come across in the early to mid stages of their growth. So treating seed is the main thing we do at Seed Life. We also do sell seed. I um, have been able to hire salesmen though that get to do that fun job because it's like I said, not my strong suit. So, and then I kind of do the social media and marketing side of things slash run the day-to-day, you know, some days I'm running the seed treater. Some days I'm in the office doing book work. Other days I'm focusing on what I'm going to post on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook next just to grow the business. Um, so we do a little bit of everything. Um, like I said, mainly seed related things. And then lately I've started, um, seed life swag, which is basically another one of those things where I feel like I'm, it's another kind of girly thing for me to do. Um, and it kind of just was a way to get the name out there and promote the business. So now there's a little bit of everything going on and I feel like I'm saying this really fast, but there's just so much and I don't want to bore everybody, but yeah, that's a little bit of what I do. I'm amazed. That sounds like a lot going on. And I guess that kind of leads me into my next question. I think that Gemma and I maybe were looking from a different perspective. So a question that I think some moms might like us to ask how do you juggle all of this? And I realize being a new mom is really different than having, you know, a toddler or a teenager running around, but how do you manage having an infant and running a business and being, and promoting being a woman in ag? How do you juggle all of that? And what's any advice that you would give to any other young mom out there trying to do the same? So I will say it's not super easy, um, but it is so fun and so worth it. So, um, you know, we had planned our pregnancy and got pregnant and I never really thought about, you know, what it would look like with a baby or what my life would look like. Um, but it, it has its challenging moments for sure. But, um, I guess my biggest advice is, um, to just go for it and have grace with yourself too. And maybe, maybe the most important thing is hopefully you have really good grandmas like Claire does, because that has been my biggest blessing. Um, I, you can't really prepare for motherhood until you are a mom. Um, you know, 
I'm sure on Instagram, you know, it just looks like cuddles and cuteness. And honestly, 90% of it is, but it's a complete, complete life change. And I obviously wouldn't trade it for the world, but it has been a struggle for me with the business, like trying to balance everything and figure out like, okay, what are my roles? What's important? What do I need to focus on? Where, where do my priorities lie? Um, and so, like I said, a long time ago, I always wanted to be a mom and I knew that I always wanted to have a family one day. And so that's what another reason I wanted to start my own business is because what's better than running your own schedule? Um, at the end of the day, no matter what, like I get to choose what I get, what I want to do. Yes, there's things that have to be done and I have to get them done. But at the same time, like if we have a slow day and I want to leave at one o'clock in the afternoon, I can leave and go be with Claire because that's what's important to me. And so I guess what's just, what is just beautiful is like I said, being able to prioritize and know what's important to you and just focus on that. Um, but also I think the biggest thing I'm trying to like point out is, and something that I've really had to work on that is probably like the biggest thing I would promote or try to tell other people that are trying to run a business and start a family is you have to really figure out, okay, what am I good at and what could someone else do for my business? So I'm a super bad control freak and I'm sure there's other women out there that are control freaks that may be listening to this. And so for me, I'm like, okay, well, if I'm doing everything, then I know that it's getting done with hundred percent love and a hundred percent effort. And therefore I'm getting as close to hundred percent of quality as possible. And so for me, I was running myself in the ground because I was like, well, I'm going to run the seed trader and I'm going to deliver the seed and I'm going to talk to all the customers and I'm going to run the social media. And I'm gonna do this and blah 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 and the list goes on of what I'm gonna do and to really build a business and to really do something powerful in my opinion you have to learn okay what am I really good at and what could I loosen up on my control controlling this on so for me that was like okay I don't like selling seed. Let's hire a seed salesman. And so like when we got to the point where we could do that, I did. And then it's this year, now that I have a kid, I was like, okay, I have to kind of loosen the reins again. Like, what do I need to focus on and what do I need to hire done? So this year I hired a couple guys to help me run the seed treater. And so, um, I guess that's my biggest tip is just like, focus on what you're good at and maybe let others come in to help you in the areas that don't need to be as important to you. So for me, that was, I knew I needed to do the book work. I knew I needed to do the social media, but hire everything else. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm just trying to balance, um, letting other people help me so that I can have more time with the fam. I think you bring up an awesome point with that because I know that you alluded to, and I was just thinking, my goodness, that is so me. I try to do everything and I run myself thin, but did you ever find yourself in the midst of trying to do all because you're so passionate about it, kind of not enjoying it as much as you do probably now when you're not as hands-on and you're kind of letting people in and to your world. I know that maybe for me, or I'm, no, I'm asking you this question, but when I say no to a few things or I let up a little bit, I enjoy it way more. So I didn't know if that was the case for you or if you've had any other realizations with that. 
Yes, it's total. It's totally the case for me. I think that's probably honestly with everything in life. If we just really sit back and think about it, when we get to doing too much on our plate, um, not only are we stressed and ran thin, but we're also not doing all of those things 100%. So like, not only was I just like, feeling like I was going to work every day. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm working. I'm like, I thought if you loved what you did, you never worked a day in your life. Like, why is this so not fun some days? And it, you know, you just run yourself thin. And then, you know, before you know it, it's just, it just drives you nuts because if you are a control freak or you are someone that wants to do good in everything you do, you know, you can't have 20 jobs and do them all a hundred percent. And so I was getting to the point where I was like, everything I'm doing feels like 50%. Everything feels like half-ass. Like I was just thinking that constantly. I'm like, this just doesn't feel good. Like I don't feel like I'm maximizing the potential of this business because I'm trying to do everything and it's, and it's turning into 50%. And I know that we can be way closer to a hundred if I have some more people and let some people in. And that's really hard to do, but it's just, it's so much better for my mental stability. It's just so much better for my days. And right now is crazy season. So it doesn't matter how many people we have there. It's still absolutely nuts. And some days I'm like, how in the world am I going to get through? So I'm not saying it's perfect and that I don't have my bad days, but it for sure, um, it for sure gets better when you loosen the reins a little bit and let everybody in. I guess that sort of leads into my next question. So, and I hate to push the feminism thing because I, I guess I haven't ran into it and it's not something that, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily see it in the world that I'm in right now, but that might differ from yours. So throughout the course of your career and especially in seed life, did you encounter any, you know, male customers or even like different clients that you had that didn't take you seriously in an agronomy role? Because I don't know the statistics, but I would assume that it's a pretty male dominated role. And I would assume that the role like you have is even smaller of women. So just a little insight on that. And you can also just maybe talk a little bit about being a woman in ag and what that looks like. Yeah. So no, that's a, that's a great question. And I have struggled with that. And so, um, but I will say it has gotten a lot better the longer I've been. And I think that's helped because of social media. And I think, um, it's gotten better because of us women that are doing what you guys do, this keeper pin and having a series on boss babes and like focusing on other women. And, um, you know, and like you said, you don't deal with it. And I'm totally one of those people. Like I'm pretty traditional. Like I get it. There's men roles and there's women role. Like I am not one of those people that's like, Hey, I- women can do everything a man can do. I mean, yeah, we can, but gosh, I'm really just not that strong. Like I would just prefer my husband to carry the car seat if he's around. Like I'm just being honest. <laughs> I, I guess that's, I guess that's where like my, where I was trying what I was trying to get out. I guess that's just not something that I focus on personally a lot. And there are a lot of people that do a really good job at it. It's just not something that, and I probably have dealt with it, but it's not something that I focus on enough to make it like really evident in my life. If that makes any sense. No, that is 100% makes sense to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, and like, like you asked, I, 
So I think that was a little bit of why I didn't like selling seed initially, but that was back in um, 2012 when I first started selling seed or 2013. It was like my first year of college. So it was a, it, I feel like it was a lot different back then. It wasn't as good as it is now, but I will say like, just for example, I went and sold seed to a guy. Um, he just bought like a few bags. It was nothing crazy. And then the next year I went to sell to him again. And he wouldn't buy from me because I wouldn't go on a date with him in the past year. Like he had asked me a couple of times and I was just like, no, I'm not interested. Like, like I've never even given you a sign that I want to do that. And so like I was put in that kind of an awkward situation and I was like, that's weird. And I felt like a lot of times, like in those first couple of years of selling seed that I was asked a lot of questions or you know, like I said, I had been to a lot of seed sales meetings with my dad and I knew how they talked to him. And I felt like I definitely was being talked to differently than I ever remember my dad being talked to. And I always felt like the first half of my meeting, I was like proving my worth and proving that I knew what I was talking about. And I think that's what always really bugged me about selling seed. And that was definitely a reason that I didn't feel like it was for me. But, you know, fast forward a few years and now I'm running seed life. Um, I don't really feel like I notice it at all anymore, but I think it's like you said, I don't think I focus on it. And I think I just, I'm just like, Hey, here I am. Take me or leave me, support me or don't support me. That's up to you, but I'm here to make a difference. I'm here to be the best and do my best. Um, if you want to be a part of that, great. And if you don't like chalk it up as like, whatever, I don't care. So like, I think it's like, I just maybe don't pay attention sometimes. Um, but yeah, I've, I've dealt with those situations, but the, the older I, maybe it's just getting older too. I just, um, kind of set it aside and I'm just like, it just is what it is. Um, but I, um, is, you know, women in ag and like you said, talking about that a little bit, I, um, I really just love sharing my story on social media and mainly just because, um, there's so many people out there, like you said, there may be other women listening or whatever, but you just never know when you're going to connect to someone else or when you're going to share something that really hits their heart or relates to them or what they're going through in life. And I love when other people share things. And so for me, I just love promoting women in ag. And I think them, and, and, it, and it's not even like, to say, Hey, we can do it too. It's just to show like, Hey, we're here too. If that makes sense. It's not like, Hey, we're better and women are better than men or we can do anything. It's like, yeah, we can do anything. I get it. But I'm, I'm promoting it just to say like, Hey, I'm right here too. Like, and just mainly so they can acknowledge like we're here and we're here to stay. Yes. I, that was awesome. One I'm flabbergasted and I haven't used that word since I like watched iCarly back in the day, but anyway, that he wouldn't go on a date with, or you, he wouldn't go on a date with him. So he wouldn't buy seed. What in the world? What a weirdo. He didn't need, isn't that unreal? And I never even like, I never even was like flirting with him. I mean, I know how to flirt and I was never gave him any signs. I remember leaving that day and I was like, dad, I'm never going back there. He wouldn't (laughs) buy for me because I wouldn't go on a date with him like what the heck no but I think we you know we're just you and Maddie were talking about discussing and something that Katie I think you do a really good job on is uh it's never like a poor me situation as a woman in ag I think that um we've tried to promote that and then we've talked to a lot of Austin women and I know that you do that too like 
this is what I am. This is what I know. And you can uh, think that I don't, but I do. And I think that that's a really beautiful thing to have because I read something today that about the only thing that the only inconvenience or difference between men and women in agriculture is we wear bras and that's it. And I was like, I think that's great. That's beautiful. But I have a loaded question for you. And just because we're getting to kind of the end of the time, if you could tell little Claire Dowson any piece of advice, what would you tell her? Jenna, you always ask the worst, most emotional questions. I know, <laughs> but I just was like, we've got to ask, I got to have like a really good question. I've been thinking on it and I was like, this is perfect. Cause okay. We were talking about if she ever listens to this. So this is for her. Okay. Well, not to be cheesy and I could so get, so when you become a mom, you girls just wait, it's the best thing in the world, but wow, the emotions are real. I mean, I can cry about anything these days. Like she moves her pinky toe and I cry. I'm like, oh my gosh, will she ever do that again? It, motherhood is the craziest thing in the world. So thinking about the future Claire, that's going to have a career one day, just totally makes me want to ball. So I'm going to try not to be emotional mommy over here. But if I could tell her anything, I think the another thing with the ag world, and maybe this is any world, like you always feel like you're forced to maybe do what your family does. But I think what I would tell her is, you know, she's going to grow up with the option. Okay. You know, like her dad farms and he's got this great farm and her mom runs a seed business. Um, if I, you know, I'm sure I'll continue to do that. And so like, she'll have these options, you know, but I feel like what I would just tell her is, and not to be cheesy, but like you really can do anything you set your mind to. And that is something that I've learned throughout since college. Like I said earlier, whether it was hit, like hitting the top of a makeup company, like what the world, I don't even hardly wear makeup. I wear foundation and mascara and blush if I'm getting crazy with it. Like I am not a makeup person and I really like love that for, you know, a little while in life. And so that just goes to show like you really can do anything if you set your mind to it and just like believe in yourself and are willing to put in the work to get there. So nothing's easy. It's not a straight um, road to success or anything. It's definitely jagged and has its up and downs. But like I would just honestly tell her like dream big and do what you want to do in life. Don't feel like you're ever stuck or like this is all that's out there because I felt like that before and it's not fun, but if you can dream it, you can do it and you don't have to be a part of the farm. If you don't want to, obviously that's your goal in life is to create something that your kids want to be a part of. And so I hope that she wants to be a part of what her dad's doing or what I'm doing or both. But if she doesn't, I just want her to know that she can, she can honestly do whatever. And we're, we're going to back her a hundred percent. Well, I think we're cut, we've come to the end, but I think that Claire is set up for complete success just from the small short time that we've spent talking to you. We really appreciate the time that you took away from mom life and everything else that you do. And this conversation was awesome. I hope all the listeners enjoyed as much as we did. Uh, yes, I hope so too. It was so good to be a part of it. I'm so glad you guys asked me. Um, I love this. I love what you guys are doing. I've loved listening to your podcasts of all these awesome women. I feel honored that you asked me. And for anyone listening, like I'm always just a message away too. Like I love talking with other women and 
there's just, there's a lot of power and relationships and I love it. Just like we all showed pigs one day and now you're asking me to be on your podcast. It's just like those relationships always seem to come back. I can't believe it. It feels like yesterday. I feel like you always showed Burke Barrows, Katie. (laughs) Maddie and I was just the fat little, well, I was a fat little kid that was just sitting by the ring and I just can remember it. Now we're getting, you've got a kid and I'm in college. Maddie's at a job. More, wow. But life is crazy. I know. Enough of our reminiscing. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. Are you tired of being ugly? Are you tired of wearing boring clothes? Did you finally throw away your rock revitals? Revivals? We'll head over to the stock market boutique. You will get new jeans. Thank Jesus, okay? And they're flare, so you can't tuck them into your boots, which we're excited about. And then you'll put a cute shirt on, and you'll just be ready to go. That's the Stock Market Boutique. And then you're going to go, and you're going to use the code TKP10, the Keeper Pen 10 abbreviated, obviously. And you're going to get 10% off your order. And then you're going to wear it around, and you're going to tag us in your pictures, and we're going to just hype you up like we always do. And... You won't be ugly anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Check it out. And that's the tea, sis. And that's the tea.